Welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast, the show where we help you optimize your health, fitness, and mindset on a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. My name is Maxim Siguain. I am a former triathlete, powerlifter, bodybuilder, and basketball player, and I've been vegan for over nine years. I'm also the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, which has helped over 500 vegans from 20 different countries to completely transform their bodies and their health. I'm excited for you to hear today's episode. Let's get into the show. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I am joined by a Fit Vegan superstar, Thomas Boatman. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. I can see that you like the term superstar. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm owning it quite yet, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you've had tremendous progress. I was just looking up your stats before we started recording. You're down 22 pounds so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really pleased at the the progress I've made over the the last several months. Yeah. So um, today I basically want to chat with you about like how your journey went, the ups and downs, because, you know, it's obviously a a challenging process to go through um, because, um, yeah, it's it's really difficult to like kind of like deal with our emotions and manage life as we're going through all of these things. And so the, the first place I, I like to start is just give the opportunity for people to kind of introduce themselves a little bit and, and say what they do for, for work and what their day looks sure. like, because a big assumption is that um, it's easy for all of our members because that's all they're focusing on, right? Just training right. nutrition, like you have a life, you have a family, you have other things going on. So I'll just let you right. take the floor and kind of uh, paint the bigger picture of, of what you're dealing with on top of doing your training nutrition. Yeah. So um, I, I'm not middle-aged middle manager. <laughs> I <clears throat> work for a company that does uh, educational services and I manage a contract for them. Um, so I've got a, a team of, of, uh, of people that uh, work to deliver that. And so it's a, you know, a fairly um, high pressure kind of work on a, mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis. Um, get to work a little bit in the office, a little bit at home. Uh, and so that's kind of nice. It, it allows for some flexibility in terms of of um, uh, being able to, to uh, work with some of the things like prepping meals and, and things like that too. Um, my, my gym is at the office. So uh, it does mean that I end up going in more often just to be able to, to uh, take advantage of the, the workspace, uh, the workout space that they, that they have there for us. So um, yeah, I've got a, a, a lovely wife, um, a couple of uh, grown children that are working their way out of the nest. Um, and so it's a, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool life. Yeah. Awesome. So you think, so your work offers you a gym or is there like, it just happens to be a gym in a building? No, no. Our work um, has a specific workout room that they've built up for our employees. Um, when I go in, I'm frequently the only one there, but, <laughs> but it's got a, a full set of, of, of dumbbells and barbells and some machines. And um, there's even some Pilates machines and things like that too, for those who are interested in doing some of that. And uh, a lot of treadmills and ellipticals and all of that stuff. So there's a fair, a fairly uh, wide variety of things that I can use to, to get my workouts in. Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that corporations and companies are starting to include that now as a yeah. part of the environment. We're, we're actually, fun fact, working on a corporate program soon. Oh, cool. Because I think like it is really important in terms of, of mental health and performance and everyone just enjoying um, their, their work environment. So we can get the cafeteria to make my meals for me. It would be even better, you know, working on it. We'll, we'll try okay. to build those connections. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, Thomas, I'm curious because we did your initial call when you came into the program. Right. You did it with me, which happens very rarely. Uh, I take about like one call every three months and oh. <laughs> yours happened to, to be that call. Usually we have our goal setting coaches. So yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious, where were you at before you, you wanted to come on the program? Because I remember our first conversation, there was a it was very um, yeah, emotional that you wanted and that you like, you felt like you needed to do this at that point. So like, what, yeah. what got you there? It, you know, it's interesting that, that, that kind of surprised me when we were on the call because, because I hadn't been, um, I don't think I'd realized the degree to which I really did want this to work and to, mm -hmm. to find this success uh, until we talked, um, you know, I've been uh, kind of, trying to do something about what I, my overall fitness for the last couple of years and having a little bit of success and a little bit of falling back and, you know, not quite finding the right track. Um, and so that, you know, I think there was enough success to believe I could do it, but mm -hmm. uh, a growing awareness that I didn't really know how to do it. Um, yeah. About three months before I reached out to you for a consulting call, I had run across, um, the uh, Nutrition Facts website and Dr. Greger's uh, research and realized that it, whole food plant-based was going to be an important part of this journey for me. I really did need yeah. to, uh, to, to make that change in my life. Um, and so I, I started down that path, but again, I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't clear on how many calories I should be eating. I wasn't clear on if I was getting the right mix of foods. Um, and so I, I became very clear I needed more help than that. Uh, and then along that time, I ran into your podcast and started hearing uh, the advice that you were giving and the support that you were giving. And I realized that that uh, this program could be uh, a, a big help to me in figuring out some of those those missing keys uh, in order to really get to the success that, I, that I've been looking for. Oh, beautiful. So I didn't know um, actually one of the big donors for NutritionFacts.org on a yeah. monthly basis. I don't, I really love the work that, that they're doing. Um, I, so that's awesome that you started with them. They have a lot of great resources and a lot of things that I'm, I'm sure you saw in the program. We take a lot from Dr. Greger and, and, and his research and yes, everything is whole food yeah. plan based. So I'm really happy that you seek guidance first because a lot of people do it wrong when they first go vegan, especially when they go whole food plan based. Right. It's so easy to like severely under eat because you're yeah. so full because there's so much fiber and your nutrient receptors are satisfied really quickly. And, um, yeah, so really happy you made the switch. So three months before that's when you transitioned to going vegan or that's when I, you went from like vegan to whole food plant base. I, I, I know that's when I really started going vegan and it was a pretty quick transition to, uh, a, yeah, from a, from a, eating meat at the beginning of a vacation in the middle of March to not by the end of the week. Um, and, um, you know, had a couple of times since then where, where I hadn't quite gotten the discipline, but now that I've started the program, I'm really focused in on making this a, a lasting change for my life. Beautiful. What, what were the, the initial changes that you saw in your body and your mindset and your health when you did that transition from like the beginning of the week to the end of the week? Yeah. You know, I, I, I felt a, an energy, uh, a lightness, uh, I, you know, it just felt less sluggish. I, I, I mm. you know, kind of wanted to get up and do more, which wasn't always the case the last couple of years. Um, I, I've uh, really noticed the amount of antacid I end up using, uh, has dropped to nothing. I, I, uh, over the last that makes me happy. years, I, I felt like I was keeping the Tums company in business for, for a yeah. while there. 
And uh, um, I just, I don't need to because the foods I'm eating are, are uh, agree with me and they, they settle well. And, and um, I just don't have that as a problem anymore. So that, that's maybe the one that's been most noticeable to my wife because uh, she just doesn't hear me getting up at night to go rattle that jar and get a couple of antacids. Yeah. So how much are you saving on Tums a month? Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't done the calculation yet. I should. I should. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. It makes me happy to hear that. So was it originally because of that aspect of your health that you're kind of struggling with digestion and feeling sluggish that made you look into like Dr. Gregor, nutritionfacts.org? Or yeah. did you just like randomly stumble upon it? No, I think it was, it was looking for something to get me the right traction. And then as I, I began to, to, um, read some of the material that he had produced, I realized that a lot of the things that he recommends, um, why he recommends people be on a whole food plant-based diet is all in my family history. I have a brother who had a heart attack mm -hmm. when he was 42, uh, and at the wow. hospital, when they were dealing with his heart attack, they asked him about, um, how long he had been diabetic and he didn't know that he was diabetic at that point. Um, my, uh, grandfather died when he was 57 of a heart attack. His father died when he was 57 of a heart attack. And I'm knocking on the door of, of 57 at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And so it just really, it, for whatever reason, at that point, it crystallized that I got to quit goofing around and really get serious about, about doing something because I don't want to, I don't want to die early and I don't want to live incapacitated because I haven't taken care of myself. You had a podcast in that I listened to in June um, where you really keyed in on the fact that it really is an act of compassion for us to take care of ourselves because it, it's making it so that our families don't have to take care of us down the road, uh, that we really are, are um, which helped me get over some of the, the, the idea that this was sort of a selfish thing, that I was wanting to do this for, for myself. And it was like, well, no, I want to do this because I want, yes, I, I do want to do it for myself, but I also want to do it for them and, and the mm -hmm. benefit that it will bring to, to my family. And, and, you know, um, my wife has joined me in, uh, most of the meals that I'm eating hasn't hundred percent bought into it yet, but, but, uh, uh yeah. seems to really enjoy it. Does a lot of the cooking and she's actually kind of enjoying, uh, trying to figure out how to do vegan baking and keep it sort of within the program. And, uh, that's been a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. It, it makes me happy to hear that. You know, the, we talked about this on the group call on Friday is like the indirect impact of like you being in the program and your, your family benefiting from it and the people around yeah. you. Um, and for the, the podcast you listened to was one of my favorites to record because it, it came from a personal experience, but it's also the, it's also an angle that people don't look at. Right. We have like, you, you're, you're a parent, you notice, know like it's really hard to put yourself first. And mm -hmm. it, it, it does feel selfish. It does feel like you are, are saying indirectly, well, I care more about me than I care about my kids, but the reality or, or your partner, but the reality is that, yeah, if you don't take care of yourself, then your wife and your kids is going to be forced to take care of you because you didn't take care of yourself. And that's a lot of pressure and emotional pain and psychological pain that they yeah. don't have to go through. If you just work out 45 minutes, a few times a week and <laughs> change the yeah. food you're putting in your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and, I'm really and, proud you know, for, for taking action on that. Thanks. Thanks. I am, uh, I'm kind of proud of myself. It's it feels uncomfortable to say that, but, it, but I am, I'm proud of the work I've done and, and, uh, 
really looking forward to the next several months because I've got a lot of work to do yet. Um, but I, I'm confident that I can do it, which I haven't always been confident that I could get to where I want to get to. So it's really nice to be at that place. Yeah. Well, you've been, you know, you've been accumulating your wins as you've been progressing. Like 22 pounds is a huge milestone. And that's why I'm happy that we're recording the podcast now, because then when you're at the end of your transformation, we can re-record an episode and you can compare the two of them. Like, oh, this is, this is how I thought when I was in the 22 pound fat loss. Those were like the habits I remember I had, and it's going to be completely different at the end. So it's nice to have a little documentation of your journey. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And so, um, so from the moment that you started in a program, I'm curious, what are the things that allowed you to get some, some quick wins and to start building momentum towards like now being down 22 pounds? So I think the, the, um, the things that really allowed for me to find some success it, uh, early on were, um, you know, mostly ju- not to try and tackle the entire program, just to simply say, let's just get started with, with things. So I don't have to do the entire workout the first day, I just had to get to the workout. And then once I was there, the rest of it unfolded for itself. So instead of trying to tackle, you know, I, you know, I, I, if I, if I get to where I want to, I'm going to probably lose in the neighborhood of a hundred pounds from where I was at at my peak. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, not all of that has to happen in the next year. Cause I've already done some of it before I even started the program, but that's a lot still. And I still probably have a, a solid 40 pounds to go in terms of, of where I'd like to get to uh, on the program. Um, and so, so it's been really helpful to, instead of saying, I got to do it all right now, I just have to do the next thing. Just, just pick up the next thing and do that. And, and um, that attitude, which I think really you know, gets reinforced by the program, has, has been very helpful uh, for me to, to uh, keep that focus. Um, the meal plans provide such a solid basis of just, here's what you need to do. Um, and, and I, I get a little bit intimidated sometimes when I see a new recipe and I start thinking, oh, this is so complicated. But then when I really look at them, I realize, oh, these are actually not that complicated, but they're really good. It's, it's really, uh, fairly simple to, to do the the things. I mean, I'm not a a chef by any stretch, but I've been able to, to make everything that I've wanted to make, uh, on the program. It's been really, been really helpful. Um, and as somebody who's never done strength training in the past, um, I, it's been really helpful to have uh, the uh, programmed workouts that are detailed specifically for me and that um, are available on the app. So I can just bring my phone with me when I go into the gym and just follow along uh, but with exactly what's on there. Um, mm-hmm. There's enough flexibility <clears throat> excuse me, to, um, to, to modify some of the, the exercises if I need to. And, you know, I'm really working on my upper body strength is still pretty bad. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to getting better, <laughs> to improve that. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of modification that has to happen sometimes. Uh, but, um, uh, th- that's part of what I can do and I can, I can choose the weights I want to choose. Um, so, uh, it, 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 it's not like I, um, I've given up control over what I'm doing to you all, but I'm getting the support from, from you and from coach Sarah and coach Nicole to really help me to, to know what it is I need to do to get to the next, the next step, the next phase, the next, uh, you know, the next goal. Yeah. Hearing you talk makes me really happy because I can tell that you have that long-term vision inside of you of where you want to go. You're not necessarily sprinting, trying to get it done in, in the next three months. You, I can, and I can feel and from also from our first conversation, like I, you want this to last, right? Yeah. Cause you had talked about you, you having tried multiple times before and 
you know, I don't think necessarily people have like a, a fat loss problem because, you know, I'm sure you've lost a bunch of weight a few right. times in your life, but right. then it's like, how do you keep it off and then like sustain that after? And that takes that long-term vision because if you have the short-term vision, do you develop habits that are going to allow you to get there in the short term, but they're not sustainable? Like you can't do those approaches yeah. forever. So you talked about being new to like strength training yeah, and, and working out. So I'm curious, what were you doing before when you tried to, to lose the weight? Um, I, I would do uh, only aerobic stuff. Um, it's been uh, mostly walking in the last several years. Um, about 12 years ago, I, I did a, a weight loss program and had a fair amount of success on it um, and used some running at that time and really enjoyed it. I had, I had been a runner in high school, and that's something that I, I really like to do. Um, but in the end, it didn't... Um, get me where I wanted to go. Um, it was a, uh, a nice tool to have, and it's great to be able to do it for the pleasure of doing it. Um, mm -hmm. but I realized that, that strict training was a missing component to what I was doing. Um, and, um, I, I don't know if, if you know that, I, that I was sick last week. And so I wasn't able to get my workouts in, but I was able to go this morning and it was, I went, Oh, wow. I, I missed this. I really, <laughs> I missed being able to do the, the workout and it was, it was, a, it was enjoyable to do, which I would not have said five months ago that I would enjoy getting into the gym and getting a little sweaty. Uh, but I really did. Yeah. There's a, there's an, a, once you get through the initial phase of your body adapting and kind of getting familiar with the pain that you experience post strength training, yeah. a bit of an addiction feeling to it. You're like, oh, this feels good to have had the blood flow going. Like you feel strong. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious then from your previous fat loss from doing cardio to now including strength training, do you notice a difference in, in your body in your energy and in your, in your overall strength? Yeah. I mean, for sure in, in my overall strength, um, uh, we, we took a vacation at the, the end of uh, September with some friends and, uh, we were in Sedona, Arizona, and we did a little bit of hiking up some mountains there. Um, yeah. and, and as we got to the top, I, I, my friends were, were breathing kind of hard and were, were, you know, struggling a little bit at the top. And I realized, oh, wait, I, I'm not, I, <laughs> and I wasn't, I, and I felt really like strong as I took big steps up the rocks as we went up to the top of the, of the mountain. And it was like, wow, I, 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 I recognized then that, that there was a lot of growth that my body had gone through over the last three months to get to the place where, where that was not, um, the challenge that it would have been a year before that. Um, it was really, a um, yeah, it was really enjoyable to, to, to feel that, that strength again. Um, yeah. so it, it um, yeah, yeah I, I, I do believe that I'm going to be at a point if I'm not actually there already, where I'll be stronger than I've really ever been in my life, which is, uh, kind of enjoyable to get to that place in middle age. Um, you know, I guess it's never too late, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's something that every human has to experience to see what the human body can do. Right. I, I feel like it's a, I feel like everyone has to experience that at least once in their life to see the strength that you can have, the energy that you can have, and it's never too late to, to experience that. And, you know, yeah. like you hiking in Sedona, Sedona which I was a beautiful beautiful place. Great energy there. I was there like almost a year ago. Oh, cool. um, that's just the beginning, right? There's going to yeah. be more moments like that. And the cool part is when you're strength training in the gym, you don't really see it because you see maybe like, oh, I can add 2.5 pounds on this exercise now, or I can add an extra, you know, two reps to this set. 
But then when you translate it to real life, your friend asks you to move something and then you like lift a freezer and like, oh my God, this is, this is easy. Yeah. You go up a really long flight of stairs and like, my legs don't hurt and I'm okay. Right. When you start to bring awareness to those little things in your day-to-day life, you actually notice the difference compared to how you used to operate before or how things used to tire you out before. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I think I mentioned on the, the last group call that, that, um, next summer I'm hoping to do, a a wilderness camping trip, um, yeah. that, um, requires a, a lot of, um, lifting of canoes and portaging them over, over the, uh, the rough and rocky portages and then a lot of paddling. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to feeling, uh, really strong during all that. Um, I, it'll be a, 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 ver- a super, a really nice experience to, to have that strength for that. Yeah. I'm excited for you to do that trip. I think it's gonna be an awesome trip. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, is there anything that you learned since you've been in the program that you didn't know before about, about health, about transforming your body and changing your body composition? Was there new knowledge that was acquired? Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I feel like there's a lot of the things that are talked about that I knew, I, I, I kind of knew what I was supposed to be doing to, to eat right. And I kind of knew what I needed to be doing to, to get stronger. Um, but it, but it wasn't happening. And I think that the biggest, the biggest thing that's been different is, is getting help with getting my mind straight on how to approach all of this. Um, and, and, and it's just, uh, getting comfortable with the fact that this is a, um, it's a period of practice for me too, that I'm, I'm practicing all of these skills so that when I'm done with the program, I I'll be able to keep doing it all on my own because I'll, I really will have learned and I'll know what I need to do. Um, so, uh, I, um, um, it, it, I think it's, it's been less about learning new bits of information and more about being able to bring it all together in a way that I just wasn't able to bring it all together on my own. Yeah. And it's beautifully put, um, we talk a lot about it on the group calls too, right? Mindset, how it's the foundation yeah. of your transformation training nutrition, we tell you how to do it. And after a while, it's kind of your karate kid, Mr. Miyagi, you kind of figure out like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to eat and structure my meals. This is how I'm supposed to work out. This is what a full strength session looks like. But at the end of the day, if we can't get the mind to see the longer picture and commit to those daily actions, then ultimately when the program ends, you know, you'll just revert back to, I know what to do, but I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing anything about it. And I, I appreciate the honesty because I think there's no big secret. We're here. We take care of training nutrition, which is pretty straightforward and simple. It's just those little tweaks as you progress to make sure you don't plateau. But the yeah. big part of the work is your willingness to do the mindset work because it's not easy to deal with yourself when you want to eat, for example, pizza and you're not supposed to, when you don't want to do the workout and you go and do it. Like that's not everyone's willing to do the internal work. They'd be like, I'm not going to do the thing that I shouldn't be doing. And I'm going to do the thing that I know I should be doing. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's the hard part. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so what, what's been the most valuable tool that you've learned so far, or that has helped you lose the 22 pounds so far and continue you in the, in the right direction? Is it, is it the, the group calls, the weekly check-ins, the check-ins with, with coach Sarah, like what is the thing that's helped you out the most? You know, that's really a difficult question to answer because it's, it's hard to tease them apart and say, you know, this is the one thing that that's made all the difference. 
Um, the, the, the one thing that's really resonating in my mind is, is uh, the, the phrase that you've used to uh, teach us in various group causes of, of taking imperfect action. Um, I, I'm the kind of guy who likes to wait until it's all just right. And I know exactly where I'm going with something in order to, to, um, to get started because you don't want to get started and then find out you don't know where you're going, but I don't know exactly how to know where I'm going. And so I need to just get started. Um, and so having that, that help with that mindset shift, um, has been, been huge. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to, to, um, use perfectionism as procrastination. And so having somebody yeah. who can tell me, no, it's not about taking a perfect action. It's just about taking action, get moving. Um, that's been, that's been super helpful to, to hear. Uh, and I, and I, you know, we've heard it repeatedly from, from all of you <laughs> in the yeah. coaching. Um, I, I had uh, dinner with a, with a work colleague, uh, the other week and, um, I mentioned it to her and she's been repeating it to herself since then. Uh, so you're having ripples out there <laughs> as you, as you awesome. uh, pass things on to us, it gets passed on to others. And, and, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that ability to affect more lives than, than what you're affecting directly is something that's, that's kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. It really makes me happy. Um, I like to dive into that a little bit because I feel I agree with you. Perfectionism can be used as a form of procrastination big time. Yeah. And like they used to be like that. And I still sometimes fall back into it. There's something you want to do. And if you're not aware that that's what you're doing, you're just going to, you know, continue repeating the pattern. And right. so it's really hard to bring attention to, okay, I'm using perfectionism as a way to procrastinate and not start this thing that I know will be hard for me to take on. Right. So did you feel like you were taking, and or just complete transparency, have, did you feel like you're yeah. taking perfect action or imperfect action when you started the program? Um, I would, I guess I would have said, um, you know, retrospectively, if I look at it, it was the absolute right step for me to take. And so in that sense, it was perfect. Yeah. But I was really not sure a hundred percent that I had made the right decision when we got started. I was, I was, I was really excited. I knew I needed to do something. I mm -hmm. thought this was probably it, but if I would have let myself fall back on my typical way of doing things, I would have said, mm, no, I'm not going to make this commitment right now. I'll, I'll think about it for a while longer and then figure out whether it was the right thing to do. Um, and, um, and I didn't, I, I, I said, no, let's, let's take, let's take this plunge. And, um, even though I don't know exactly where it's all going and how it's all going to work, I, I think I trust that this is going to be the thing I need. And so let's just do it. Um, so it was a little bit of the taking imperfect action in the sense of don't wait till you know, it's perfect more than it was <laughs> that the action was imperfect. It's more about, um, not waiting around for that, that comp, that, that hundred percent, I know exactly where I need to go next move. Um, and so I, I, um, uh, yeah, I think that's maybe the way I would, I would think about that. Yeah. Because I, cause I was going to ask like what bridged a gap between the uncertainty and the overthinking and then, and you actually joining and committing to it. Like what, what was it in the middle that bridged that gap? Was it like, I don't know, like I've tried this for a very long time. We're at a place in my life of like something needs to change. Like what was it that for you convinced you to take this imperfect action because i would consider yeah. it an imperfect action because you didn't necessarily know what the blueprint would look like after right, right. there was just right. trust that we've done this over 500 times and that we you know we've chatted so i'm curious like what bridged that gap for you i 
you know, I think it ultimately it was, was the call that we had for, um, the initial consulting call. Um, and, um, during the course of that conversation, I, um, I realized that, that, um, I, I honestly, it was that I realized you didn't have to take me on as a, as a client. You, you didn't have to, to choose to become my coach. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and somewhere along the way, I realized I, I really wanted you to, <laughs> and that, that really deep seated desire. I, I still don't know a hundred percent what, what it was queuing in on. Cause I didn't feel myself over the last several months going, gosh, you know what I need is a coach. I just really, I need that. But, but something in the, that conversation made me realize that is what I need. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm, I'm really glad we had that conversation. Um, I, I, I bet I would have had it regardless of who I talked to, but I really appreciate that it was you that, that helped me uh, get that, that initial kickstart on, on getting going on this. Yeah. Well, I'm really happy we had that conversation too. Um, I, I want to share this with you because it, it came into my life this morning. Um, I have a Tony Robbins coach. Like I've been open to have different mentors. Yes. And we're doing an exercise and there's always the thinking mind, right? With the overthinker, the perfectionist, the things that are limiting you. And he was asking me to do an exercise and I was like, my, I can't wrap my brain around what is the right step of action for me to take here. He's like, put your, your hands on your chest. And then he's like, think of something you're grateful for a time where you were excited. And he brought me through a bunch of different times. Hmm. And then he just reframed the, the question that he originally asked me that I couldn't answer. And I was like, bam, bam, bam. Here's a solution. They just came out. And he's like, that's what your heart wants. That's oh, what you should do. And then he told me there's a, a book called The Heart Math, M-A-T-H, hmm. where the heart has its own thinking process. And I didn't read the book yet. I'm going to go and buy it. But I thought that was really interesting when, you know, on uh, the, when we were on the call together, I think your heart was like, I need to do this. And then the mind goes, the overthinking of like, well, I've tried this before, this yeah. or that. Like, will it work? Will I be able to stick to it? Like a lot of things start to bubble up. Yeah. And so I'm really, yeah. you know, I say proud of you again for, for following your heart because your body was telling you like, this is something that you need to do. Wow. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to look into the book. If it's good, I'll tell you it's good. And then you can read it if you want to. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> awesome. So, um, Thomas, I want to talk like bigger picture because again, this is a, Again, fit vegan success story episodes. We're down 22 pounds. What is the bigger picture of where you want to, to live in the future? Like how much weight have you lost? How do you feel? Let's just put it out there, embody it. And then it's extra accountability because it's recorded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm right about now, um, lower weight that I've seen on the scale in memory. I mean, I know I was less in high school <laughs> at some point after high school, I went over, I got more than that. And, and I don't know exactly when, but it's at least 25 years. Um, and so, um, that's a great place to be, but mm -hmm. I think, like I said earlier, if I want to get to where I think I need to get to, it's probably another 40 pounds. So I'm probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about, um, you know, 10 pounds away from being halfway through my my weight loss journey with fit vegan. Um, it's a little hard to know exactly if that's the right place to end up because I don't know what my body will be like with musculature <laughs> with, yeah. with actual, like, <laughs> you know, some strength built up. Um, you know, so it, it'll, uh, well, we'll see where that, that ends up. Um, but, but when I get there, 
I, there's some things I know that I can, I'll be able to do that I, mm. I can't do well right now. Um, I, I want to be able to run more and I'm running a bit, but I need to keep building that up over time. Um, That's a distance. To run the Twin Cities Marathon in, right. uh, um, uh, when I'm 57. So in another three years. Um, and that's the age that my grandfather passed away from a heart attack and his father passed away from a heart attack. My father actually had a heart attack that same year. So I'd like to sort of mark that milestone with a, a running of that marathon. Don't have any yeah. uh, delusions into thinking I'll be like <laughs> fast or anything, but just to do it would be a, a cool experience. Uh, and then I'd really like for the, the next 20 years of my life to be very active and be able to, you know, 30 years more than that, maybe even, um, to be really active and be able to, to travel and, um, hike and, um, you know, do the things that, that, um, we've dreamt of doing in retirement, um, and not be hampered by my health, uh, mm -hmm. as I, as I go into that. So I'm looking forward to, to continuing to move in the direction of being able to do all that. That's beautiful. I feel like that's the part that people miss when they set goals. They, it's always like, there's a specific number, but it's like, how are you going to feel? What are the things that you want to be able to do? Yeah. And if I can let you in on a secret, Thomas, you can run the marathon next year if you want to. I have no doubt that we can get you ready for a marathon in one year. I cool. understand the milestone of doing it at 57. So that's right. great. We'll, we'll make sure that you finish it fast at 57. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's one thing to like finish it. And then another thing to like go as fast as you can and like hit your record. So we'll definitely get you there. Um, big believe that the human body can accomplish whatever you want, as long as you give it enough time and, uh, specific training for it to get there. And, you know, the but, lighter you're going to be, obviously the easier it's going to be on your joints. And, um, it's going to make a huge difference in terms of like joint health for, for the long yeah, term. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, I was like, I always like to ask this, what made you want to work with me specifically besides the podcast? Because a big part of people's concern when they're listening to the podcast, like when you did the first time, it's like, this is online. You know, we, we've never met in person, which I would love to, right? I would love to come down to your race when you're going to race it. Um, but what made you want to work with someone online versus someone in, in person? Um, I think, I think part of it, well, a, a big part of why I was interested in your program versus any others is that your focus is on whole food, plant-based nutrition, that it's, it's, um, in my mind, you're doing the nutrition right. And that was, was sort of a, a table stakes for me. I needed to know that was going to be, um, you know, taken care of. Um, I, I think the, the idea of working with somebody online was something that I had been, um, thinking about doing, uh, for a while, my, my family actually gave me some, uh, uh, Christmas money towards, uh, some coaching last Christmas. And I didn't really know what to do with it. I looked at a couple of different online programs and the focus of them was, was on sort of, uh, um, it was almost like, um, too much, uh, accountability, like, like, you know, set up the camera and you're going to watch me do the workout and things like that. And that wasn't really what yeah. I was looking for. I was looking for somebody who could give me the structure and give me the guidance and support. Um, and that's what I think I saw in, in your program. Um, uh, to be really honest, um, in some of the podcasts I listened to, uh, there was such a tremendous amount of compassion that you had 
um, and caring that you had in the way you approached it that I just realized that you're the kind of person that I'd like to um, have guide me. Um, and I'm really happy that, that I, I have gotten to get to know you a little bit um, because that, um, that caring and compassion is the kind of thing I'd like to emulate in my life. And so I like to be around people who, um, who have figured that out already. So, um, and that comes through whether you're online or in person, I feel like that, that, that comes through all the, all the time. So I appreciate that. That's what, how you approach your life. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I really appreciate you sh sharing that and saying that it, it means a lot. Um, definitely, as you know, from, from the group calls, pour my heart and soul into every member and I want everyone yeah. to win. It is my yeah. biggest stressor is I want everyone to succeed. <laughs> uh, so um, Thomas, I, I always like to ask at the end, if there's anyone that's listening that is in your shoes before you got started, right? Um, what is wor words of wisdoms or things that you've learned over the past few months that you'd like to pass on to them? Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the, the biggest thing is you're worth it. Uh, it it's not selfish to want to do this. You're actually caring for others by taking care of yourself. Um, and don't wait till you feel like you have it all figured out. Just take action, take imperfect action to get started yeah. on the, the path. Um, and, and, uh, and you'll figure it out and, and you'll succeed. How, how fast did you progress once you started taking imperfect action versus when you waited for the perfect moment or for everything to be aligned to take action? Yeah. I, I mean, it was fairly immediate, you know, the, the getting going on the, on the program, um, I've seen this, you know, steady continued decrease in my weight and then steady increase in my strength. Um, and, um, uh, the, the timing of it, of joining was right about the time where I kind of kept stalling out over the last couple of years where, where I, you know, would have that initial success and then kind of get stuck. And, um, yeah. uh, I didn't get stuck this time. I, I broke through and I've continued to, to improve steadily. Um, it's not lightning fast, uh, but that's, um, you know, partially just who I am right now. And, and, um, and that's okay. It, it, it's okay. If it takes me, it took me a long time to get this out of shape. And so it'll take me a little while to get in shape. And that's, that's, that's just okay. Uh, and I have a lot of years left to, to enjoy that being in shape. And, and mm -hmm. so, um, it's all right to, to, that it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, I also want to preserve your muscle mass, right? We're going slow and steady so we can preserve your muscle Absolutely. mass. So that Absolutely. Because a lot of people, they, they have a lot of weight to lose and then they do it really fast, but they lose a lot of muscle. So when they get to the way that they want, they don't look the way that they actually thought they would. They're a lot yeah. skinnier than they thought they would. So that's why we go so and steady so that when you're done, you, you get the muscles showing, the shoulders, the arms. So, I, yes. I, I almost think I saw like shoulder definition this morning when I was getting dressed. It was like, yeah. hey, how about that? That's maybe coming on. So Yeah, shoulder striation. Those are a good feeling. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Thomas, I, again, I just say a massive thank you for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Um, thank you for taking the imperfect action, right? You, I really hope that this, and I'm sure you already implementing it, it applies to other areas of life. Um, I was a big perfectionist like you. And, you know, if you take an imperfect action, you get feedback, you learn how to move forward with that feedback. You take another imperfect action, you get feedback. And that's literally all your journey's been, right? You, right. we started your plan, your body gave us feedback. We tweaked feedback, tweak, and then we kept progressing. And now you're down 22 pounds. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's how it's going to be until you get to your goal. And then that applies to other areas too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, um, practicing skills that, that have application far beyond just my fitness. Yeah. It's, it's, it is the foundation to a good life, which is why I love if you have the ability and the discipline to transform your body, it applies to a relationship, to career, to, to anything else. Because sure. you've, you've already shown yourself that you can like master yourself. And then if you can master yourself, then everything else becomes a lot easier. Excellent. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Thomas, massive thank you for taking the time to, to jump on the podcast. Um, just any last words of wisdom you'd like to share w with the audience or the members that are listening? Uh, um, uh, I'm on the spot. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Taking perfect action. How about that? Okay. Perfect. I love it. Um, awesome. And for everyone that is listening that would like some more information, there's a link down below where you can book your free consultation call, the same call that uh, Thomas jumped on. And now he's down 22 pounds and mm -hmm. is uh, learning to master his body. And so, yeah, head over down there, book your free call. And Thomas, again, massive thank you for jumping on the show. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to support, please share it with others that would benefit from it. Share it on social media and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at Maxim underscore official and on YouTube at FitVegan. The links will also be in the show notes. I'll see you in the next episode.